Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Hey everyone, good morning, happy Friday. Uh, we are live this morning. I'm not sure if I like live or don't like live. You never know what's going to come out, but welcome to this morning's recipe for success. Uh, as you know, this is where we get to, to learn all about what leaders and entrepreneurs are doing uh, to take their organizations from good to great and a little bit about their own ingredients as well. So hopefully we are going to learn a lot this morning from our guests. Uh, Matt Caldwell, who I've come to know over the last two to three years um, and think he's amazing, uh, the president and CEO of the Florida Panthers Hockey Club. So let's get Matt and bring him into our feed. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Lori. How are you? I am good. I'm really good. Thank you. It's Friday. And I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I, I, I used to think my schedule was packed, right? Right. But didn't realize how much I should have appreciated the time in the car in between meetings. <laughs> I no longer have that. So I know. I, yeah, I usually use that time to like call mom or check in with a friend and none of that's happened. I, I still try to schedule that time in, but now I feel like I'm just going from Zoom meeting to Microsoft Teams to you know chat with you and and but it's good. We're all, we're all trying to stay connected. That's good. Exactly. So, so Matt, that's a perfect uh, segue to my first question. Talk a little bit. So I don't know how remote the Panthers were. My guess is you were probably not that remote and most people worked uh, in the building, right? At BBC yeah. Center. Um, talk a little bit about that transition to this virtual world and how it's affecting you all, the business team. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a big effect, you know, as you alluded to, you know, we're, we're in the business of, of, let's call it mass gatherings, bringing people together, hockey games, concerts, uh, and then even when a show or an event is not going on, we have all of our business staff and arena staff at the arena. We're always bringing folks out, giving them tours of the arena. So we, we really rely on very much a face-to-face environment. Um, so this has been a dramatic effect. I've been very proud of our staff. Um, we, we have a really dedicated, strong group of folks that um, are very flexible. And, you know, we, you know, we were able to, to adapt pretty, pretty quickly. So everyone is working from home. We have a, uh, I'd say maybe, you know, 95% of the staff. We have a, a small um, contingent crew of security staff and some arena ops people, a couple of critical functions that, um, you know, there's some folks that are there 24-7 to keep an eye on the arena, and then there's others that just go in a couple of times a week, um, following all protocols, socially distant. Um, we have, uh, we're cleaning the arena constantly. So that's uh, been on the business staff. All the players, coaching staff, all the, the team operations, everyone's following, you know, protocol. They're all, you know, quarantining um, in their homes. So, um you know, we're we're all trying to ride this out together. It's a uh, yeah. it's a crazy time for everyone, and uh, but we're all sticking together. You know, it's interesting. It, it's um, yeah, as business people, you you mentioned before we got on the call collaboration, and it's so funny because I think it was yesterday or the day before we did a show with a business leader who said 
I had to get my people back in the office because we need to collaborate. And mm -hmm. you have to be in person to collaborate. But yet, when I'm talking with you, right, two yeah. minutes ago, you said to me, you actually feel like your team is collaborating even more than they did before. Yes. Yeah. It's um. It took us a couple of weeks. This wasn't something that we just kind of instantly turned on. Uh, I think our IT department. This is like their Super Bowl. They're loving all the remote access and laptops and iPads. And, you know, and um, so they they have been warning us about this for a while. You know, obviously we go through a number of hurricanes here, so we've tried to like prep for remote, you know, remote remote access and remote working. Uh, but now we're completely forced to do it. And what I found, especially over the last couple of weeks is that uh, what's happening is people get on their screens and um, they're actually a little more like relaxed. Sometimes when you're in like an in-person meeting it can be a little tense, but now folks are kind of getting adjusted to working on their laptops. And then I'm finding people are much more open with anything they're working on. Like, hey, check out this document, Excel sheet, Word doc, PowerPoint presentation. And, and then we're really kind of like in the details of everyone's own work, whereas, Sometimes when you're in a face-to-face uh, -face meeting, you don't have all those gadgets out. If those gadgets are out, you're usually just like focused on your screen and not the person in the room. Well, now the person in the room is on your screen. So you're looking at them. There's really kind of nowhere to go. Um, and yeah, listen, there's a, there's a separation of distance right now between you and I. But um, if we were working on something, I can pull something up and say, Lori, you know, I sent you this. Did you understand what this number meant? And uh, so, I, you know, the staff, I mean, I don't know if we would prefer it over face-to-face, -face, but right now we're feeling we're being just as efficient. Uh, and people are um, yeah, and you're feeling yeah, putting the, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it, it's taken us some time. I'll share an article with you that has been floating around our staff where, you know, some of the tech companies who have been working remotely, you know, as part of their culture, you know, talk about like the progression of remote working. And in the beginning, you know, there's silos and people don't talk as much. And then kind of over time, they actually become much more collaborative. And and then, and then it gets to a point where when you have something that needs to be done, you send it to me, maybe right at that instant, I'm not ready to meet with you. You know, so if you were knocking on my door, you know, I feel bad because you're at my door, but maybe I'm not quite ready. And then now when you send something to me, you know, you can kind of plan on your own time and then, hey, Lori, you know, shoot you a little, you know, text chat or shoot you a little Zoom and then jump on and then you and kind then of be more efficient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, of course, so you mentioned something that I definitely was curious about, you know, as a nonprofit, um, about a million dollars of our revenue comes in through gatherings and events, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so since that is such a big part of your business model, how you know how do you see that going forward is there talk about that out there in, in the gathering world yeah i mean all the leagues um all the you know concert uh you know the live nations of the world promoters they're all talking about the future i think the general consensus and you can see this anywhere is that you know at some point over time we're going to get back to you know what we were doing before right putting on live entertainment now, how long that's going to take and what's that going to look like? Um, there's going to be a, a whole phased in approach, which you can see the whole world is going through right now. Um, so so all the promoters and all the you know, hockey leagues, NBA, they're all talking about, you know, what does return to play look like? You know, everyone's aligned, everyone's aligned, whether it's the commissioners or the owners or the uh, players, they all want to get back and, and play, get back on the ice. Um, but we want to do it in a safe way, you know, and uh, 
we, we don't want to rush it. The last thing we want to do is, is, is kind of rush back and then something flares up. Um, so it's, it's being talked about every day, every hour. Um, we, the, the communication has been tremendous uh, between you know, owners and commissioner, league and players, players to players, coaches. Um, so we're all trying to figure this out. We're in, we're in uncharted waters. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a number of proposals that are being put out there right now. And, um, you know, there, there might be instances where, you know, we have to practice social distancing at, at festivals and concerts and arenas and all. Um, and then maybe over time, especially once there's a path to a vaccination or there's more data about immunity that's built up, uh, we can introduce more kind of close contact. So yeah. I think yeah, it's hard to forecast when all this will happen, but I think yeah. eventually live entertainment is such a big part of our society. So the goal is to get back to where we were. So Vinny, you know, Vinny Viola, the owner of the Panthers, and, and you, I believe, were also in New York at the time uh, during 9-11. So this is not something that is new to you, unfortunately. Um, and look how long it took, right? Uh, maybe about two years or so, 18 right. months to two years for people to start flying again and, and for that protocol. Yeah to be in place. So I, I know this is something that you all are familiar with, you know, and have been through before, even though a virus is obviously very different than that uh, in nature, but certainly yeah. something you all are used to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been through it. Vinny was the head of the New York mercantile exchange in New York and was instrumental in getting that exchange back up and running, which was very important for financial markets, um, especially the commodities markets. So, uh, he's been through a crisis before. We've been through, you know, financial recessions like 2008. Um, but, but you know, you, you nailed it. I think this is more of a 9-11 type event, um, you know, totally different in form, but uh, a, a big external shock to, to the world that we're all, you know, trying to adjust to. So um, this is a, a kind of a, an, in, an invisible enemy, if you will. You know, you hear that all over the news and all and um, but we're all working really hard it's it's so inspiring to see people come together i mean you see everything about the healthcare workers i, I i'd be remiss if i didn't compliment them and everything they do my own dad is, is in the hospital uh luckily not for corona but for something else and the way that cleveland clinic and their whole staff has treated us has been incredible uh, while they have this major you know pandemic going on so it's it, it's it makes it so hard yeah. It makes it so hard because because you can't be with with your people, you know, your exactly. family there when they're going through something in the hospitals. You know, it's so interesting because I I definitely want to talk to you as a leader, um, and because I know this for me, you know, our organization is so much smaller, you know, obviously than yours, but um, but we're all going through some very difficult decisions, right? Mm -hmm. That we need to make from the business perspective, the financial perspective. So I worry about, you know, how do I make sure that I preserve, right, and sustain um, and get through this so that we can be around a year to two years from now um, to continue yeah. to do the great work, you know, that, that I believe we do preparing young people. How are you approaching that, you know, you and Vinny and the leadership team, how are you approaching that, right, from a financial perspective? How do you yeah. make sure, right, what are some of the tough things you're having to do? Yeah. So starting with financially, that's the most difficult, right? You can look around, you, you see the unemployment levels, you see the number of businesses that are having to cut back, shut down. Um, you know, I, I, 
I compliment the federal government for stepping in and providing the stimulus bill that they have. And there's always going to be complaints and it's hard to please everyone, but you know, the, the, the country and everyone's really trying to rally. So financially it's been very, very tough. You know, we have no revenue coming in right now. Uh, our owner has been tremendous. You know, Vinny owns the team privately. So he's been, you know, stepping up and, and, you know, taking care of employees and continuing to pay people, which has been tremendous. Uh, but we've had to cut back on just any other spending, you know, basically outside of salaries, everything's at a freeze. Um, now, it, you know, we're trying to honor every contract that we have. We're trying to, you know, do the right things by all of our vendors. Um, but we're working with them uh, just as we're working with folks that, you know, have contracts with us that owe us, you know, uh, money. So we're, we're trying to work with people and, and do, do our best to, to, to be there. So financially, it's been really, really difficult. Um, but, you know, we're very involved with the league and with all of our concert, you know, partners. And, you know, we know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. This is not yeah. indefinite. So we're really just trying to weather the storm, you know, day by day. Um, but, but we've had to cut back spending really anywhere outside of, um, outside of, you know, salaries, you know, at this moment. So uh, culturally, we're we're just trying to like over communicate with our people because people are stressed. People are you're watching the news. You're, you're stuck in your house. Um, you know, you wouldn't be normal if you wouldn't be getting stir crazy right now. So we're all going through it. Um, so trying to talk as much to folks and, and you know jump on the phone, jump on a Zoom, jump on you know things like this to just be out there and, and connect. Um, you know, I'm probably talking to our people more than we ever had. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's no such thing as over communication. Right? There's no, no, not at all. Yeah. Even yeah. if you have nothing to say, sometimes it's okay just checking in. And, you know, yeah. I'm usually one that's always got some agenda of things I'm trying to knock out and get done. And, and these times we still want to get things done, but uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to just catch up. Hey, how, how are you? Yeah. Just like you asked me about Fernanda and Flora. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that was my first question to you, of yeah. course. The rest of this, you know, our families are so important. But I think you're right. I mean, for leaders like you and I, we're about getting it done, right? We're yeah. about getting results. So we're we're learning, actually, I think, a new leadership skill. It's not new yes. to a lot of people, but just slowing down and, and celebrating the things that we are doing, right? Like yeah. you said, you're proud of your team. I'm so proud of my team. For, for a year to two years, I've been talking about moving to things like a stream yard or a vid yard. And they would look at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. to give us more work. And now they're getting it and their mindset is growing, which I love watching, right? Um, yeah. but, and so I'm being able to take a step back and be so proud of them, right? And watch them grow. And I think, you know, like you said, take that, take that second mm -hmm. just to... Okay, it's not the right time to push so hard. Yeah. And, and yeah. that makes for a great leader, right? We push when we know it's time to push, but you know now it's it's time to slow down a little, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it, it's all about empathy. I think that's what you're getting at is knowing when it's like go, go, go time and then knowing when you should be, you know, slow it down and not put as much pressure on folks because it's, you know, you, people are stressed out as it is, you know, so... Um, you know, yeah. you want to make sure that you're thinking of them and being them there for their, their personal lives. Exactly, exactly. So um, with that, I want to ask you this question, and then I know everybody's probably wondering a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll go there first, actually. So last night was the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. um, first yeah. question, what did you think of the how they did it virtually? Uh, I, I did, yeah. 
I did a great job. I mean, this is tough business, right? We're all, I, I said this before, but it's worth repeating. We're in uncharted waters, right? And think about someone who's, you know, this young 18, 19, 20 year old kid who's like worked his whole life for this moment, right? You, you always see these draft memories when they're with their families and they're crying, they're hugging and kissing and they're getting the phone call and and, and, every, and, and now they're, you know, quarantining and maybe they have their parents or a few friends. Um, and it's, it's just tough. You're not feeling the energy of the room. You're not walking up on stage. I mean, it's really, really hard, but I thought that the NFL, they do a wonderful job. I mean, I'm impressed with all the leagues, but they, they inserted some humor. They brought in some, you know, sentimental feeling. They had good songs. They sang the national anthem. I, I, I watched most of the first round, well, most of the first 20 picks, I should say. Um, so really, really impressive. And I think all the other leagues are considering doing something similar. You know, we're not under that much of a time constraint that the NFL was um, because the NFL's you know, their season's over and they're kind of, they're formally in the off season, whereas at least us in the NBA are still looking at ways to try to resume, you know, the, the season that we were in. So um, the I, I know the commissioners are all looking at various ways, but whether to keep keep it the, the, the draft around the same time, June, July time period, or, or to try to wait um, and try to get some finality to the season before next and then try to do it, you know, uh, whatever that may be. But but all, all that's so speculative and up in the air right now. Okay, so uh, so that's – I was going to ask you if you thought they were still going to have the, the draft in June. So not sure yet, it sounds not like. Not sure yet. No, no. It's um, – the commissioner has been wonderful with communicating with scenarios with us, but um, – and they're all working on, on – and, and, and watching how last night went for sure, uh, but nothing's even close to me and decided yet. Yeah. But you'll be the first one I let know. How about that? All right, I love it. We'll have to bring you back on the show to announce. Yeah, it. yeah, we'll do another oh, Facebook I have an exclusive. Um, yeah. <laughs> but next time you have to have a, we have to have a sighting of Flora, I think. But um, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But so I think one of the things we talked a lot about our teams throughout this call, and I think it's really interesting to watch some people shine through this, right, and really taking on innovation and looking at new ways when i think about the team not the business team but the players right right um what do you expect to see right because some players are going to be you know staying fit preparing um and others might you know might take a different approach <laughs> yeah How do you think you know what do you, what are you going to be looking for at the end of this with your team players yeah, I mean, uh, well, first of all, the same principles apply as as far as um, being empathetic and checking on them and their families and making sure that they're safe. Uh, so that that was first and foremost. Uh, you know, these are professional athletes. You know, most they would not have, not have gotten to the place that they're at in their lives unless they worked really hard and prepared under any environment. So all of them are working really hard at home. They're they're. They're just as hyper as you and I, or, or and, and that much more. So they're, they're just dying to get back on the ice. So, yeah. Um, I hear from the coaches and the GM a lot, and they're all they're all chopping at the bit. So we're not too worried about um, getting getting lax. I mean, they have off seasons every year. So, you know, this is almost like a mini yeah. off season. You know, in the middle of the season. But um, well, maybe but, they that. Maybe they could um, do some virtual training sessions and open them up to the, like, cause if they're doing their fitness, Hey, I want to work out with the Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's a good um, idea. Yeah. We had our strength. And, we, yeah. We did some version of that. Our strength and conditioning coach 
has been putting together workouts and publishing them. And then it's, it's the same workouts that he's sending to the players. So yeah, the fans awesome. have liked that. And our players have been great. They've been jumping on, you know, formats like these and talking to season ticket holders. Um, so that's been really nice to see. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, been yeah. on this kick since I've been home. Um, yeah. So one other thing that I would absolutely be remiss not to mention and not to talk about with you is uh, the commitment of the Florida Panthers and your owner, of course, uh, personally, to the Florida, South Florida community, right? Um, I know that you just did the 5K, the virtual 5K. Uh, yeah. Those that have not been to Jay World, although I can't imagine there's anybody who hasn't been there at this point, but you've seen the Florida Panthers storefront and all of the things you're doing in the community. Talk a little bit about that and how important that is to your organization. Yeah, it, it's a top, top priority. I mean, it's not quite winning the Stanley Cup, but it's a close, close <laughs> second. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, giving back and taking care of the community and being there is really something you can control, right? And you can control your attitude and 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 and, and, and kind of your commitment and everything. And uh, as opposed to it's hard to control wins and losses. That, that's, you know, mm -hmm. you can get the best players, you can try to get the best system and all that, but it's, it's, you know, obviously our goal and you know, we're in the business of trying to win and, and bring a Stanley Cup to South Florida. Um, and we're working tremendously hard at that, but, but serving the community, uh, there's no excuse for, for not doing it in our opinion. And, you know, we come from military backgrounds, so it's very natural to us starting with Vinny and a number of vets in the organization. So, and quite frankly, we missed, we missed the sense of purpose and we miss serving. So this is a, it's almost like a, a selfish objective because we get in, in excitement yeah. out of getting out and helping. So if you've seen, I mean, we, we do it regularly, whether it's at your event. And I told Vinny that um, you know, we were supposed to get you to your goal and he just matched what your goal was. Uh, and I never saw someone so excited as you on that stage. Um, I thought my legs, was, my knees were going to buckle. That uh, you, know, you basically fell to the floor. It was amazing. Um, so <laughs> Uh, you know, he, you know, he, whether it's doing items like that or in times of crisis, I, I think you can depend on the Panthers to always be there. So yeah. we, we try, you know, for this, we've really been standing by our employees. We've, we've told Broward County and the city of Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise, Coral Springs that we're here for anything you need. Um, we, um, you know, you, you've seen us during hurricanes and unfortunately during a terrible shooting strategy, as uh, uh, tragedy, I should say, um, that we were, you know, always there, you know, trying to, to help out and do what we can. So it is a top, top priority. It's, it's really our vision of what we see as a sports franchise. And we're really stewards of, of the community that are also trying to bring a Stanley Cup here. Yeah. Well, we thank you for that. And we, we appreciate that. Um, I knew that you would mention, or, or I was going to mention your military background. And I think I'm, I'm sure that there's so much that you so many of those leadership skills that you developed right during your time yeah. I know you were at West Point. Um, which, well, I, I guess my, my question to everyone is what's the main ingredient, right? What's, what's the main leadership skill or value that you think, especially with what you're going through today has made yeah. you successful? Uh, perseverance, hands down. Uh, and, and people use a lot of these like buzzwords. Um, but this one I think is most, most important because, um, you know, there's no, there's no secret ingredient. It's not like I'm going to say something that you're like, oh, wow, I never really thought of that before. But, but there's ingredients that we don't quite 
you know, um, push forward or we, we, we kind of give up on and perseverance is everything. Like I can't tell you how many times I've failed, how many times I was thinking about giving up, how many times I have given up and moved on to something else and then regretted it. It's all about like putting your head down and, and just fighting through anything that's thrown at you. Because, and right now I can't think of um, a trait that's so, so important because it's, it, there's so much uncertainty and it's hard to see, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but you know, if you look at our history of this country and the world, we've we've gotten through much worse, um, and we can get through this. And we just have to keep rallying. And you're starting to see cracks, in, you know, in this virus. You're starting to. See, I mean, it's amazing. Think about it. The whole world listened to a self quarantine measure. You know, I would have never. If you would have told me this three, four months ago, I'd say, No, no one's going to abide by that. People want to go to the grocery store when they want. They want to go work out. They want to go play sports. Um, and, you know, in an instant, you know, we all rallied and said, hey, we have to do this, stop the spread of this disease. And, you know, it's been, you know, there's, there's a lot of horror that's going on. There's obviously a tragic death, um, which we, which is just horrific when you think about it. But, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that are, it's inspiring to see how they're trying to save lives, starting with the healthcare people, but then, you know, the regular population abiding by all these principles that the experts are putting out. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I did a little video the other day, and I guess my word for that is relentless. Um, yep. Right? But same idea. Yep. We need to be relentless, persevere, right, through these times and mm -hmm. keep, continue to strive for those things. And I love that you admitted, um, and, and I said the same thing in the video, I, I do fall, right? It just yeah. because we have a certain yeah. title doesn't mean that we don't fall or fail, but you know what? It's okay, I'm gonna find another way because you're right. You're determined to find yeah. that other way and, and get through. You're determined to get your organization through this. Yeah, I would, I would venture to say that um, in order to get a title or you know, a big promotion or you know, any kind of success, failure is a must. Because if you just kind of glided through life, if it was, if it was handed to you or if it was something got slapped on you, um, the truth always prevails. You, you, you'll you'll screw something up because you have to kind of go through tough times, make the mistakes. Uh, otherwise, you'll um, you never learn at the end of the day. It's, exactly. Know, so, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. And and I think being open right to that of okay, what am I supposed to learn through this? And I've asked myself that question during this this last six seven weeks. You know, okay, as a leader, what am I? You know, so what what's my lesson? here yeah. and so i think being open to that yeah definitely no it's you know a lot of times folks fail and then either they just give up on whatever they were trying to achieve or their ego gets in the way and they don't want to um you know uh you know take feedback or, or learn a lesson like quick quick little story but cut me off if you have to, if we have to go okay. i remember being in, in law school and um i got like my final exam back and I had like a like a B you know on, on the grade um, which is unacceptable and uh, so I, I talked to the, the the teacher and I said can I sit down and sit with you and when I sat with the teacher you know, the teacher figured I was going to come in you know making up a million excuses and why I should have had an A and 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 been a lawyer right you no know, I love my lawyer friends but argue why uh, I should have gotten an A, but instead I actually went and said, "Hey, so what did I do wrong? Tell me, what can I learn?" The guy's like jaw dropped. He's like, "Really? I can't. I thought you were gonna like argue with me. I had like a whole, you know, argument." And I'm like, "No, no. I'm really just trying to learn. You know, 
guy was shocked, you know, so I still have me, but you know, <laughs> at least yep. And that's what makes you a, a, a fine leader in our community and with the organization. And so I, um, I want to thank you for, for all that you do, the, the organization, you personally, for all that you're doing in the community. Um, by the way, if, if your people are feeling that withdrawal from volunteering, and, I, and I, I mean this sincerely, and I put this out to everyone, we are continuing to teach students virtually uh, oh, and bring them leaders. Like we will uh, provide this video, will also be available to our students so that they can hear from leaders like you. But, but there are volunteers who are virtually teaching lessons to our high schoolers on entrepreneurship and careers. Um, and so if your people are interested, I'm happy to get some information over because we'd love to have them. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but thank you for your service, right, to our country. Thank you for your service to our community. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Um, yeah, we're, just, I, I'm going to hold you to that exclusive. Listening, so yeah, give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, most of all, take care of yourself and Flora and Fernanda and, and your team. Uh, and we miss being with you all. And um, and hopefully, we will see you soon in person. Even though I know I still won't be able to give you a hug, but <laughs> yeah, we'll do a virtual hug, okay? Virtual we'll hug. We'll figure out what we're gonna do. But thank <laughs> we'll you get, we'll so much, it. Matt, for being with us this morning. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, honey. And for those of you watching, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Recipe for Success. Take care, everyone.